0: Sullivan, it's been a while. Yeah, it's great to see you. It's good to see you too.
1: Um, we're trying this new thing where we do some icebreaker questions before we get into the topic. So first question is really easy. Coffee or tea?
0: Oh, tea. Tea. I never liked coffee. Really? Okay. Strange. It's just I know it's strange. Just never liked the taste. I served it for years when I was growing up in high school and stuff, but... Never, never liked it. Would you do English breakfast? Yeah, especially if it's in the morning and especially if I'm at my mom's house. Nice. nice. A little milk in it, Irish way. It's good. <laughs> I <Nice. laughs> <laughs> didn't know that that was what it's called. Yeah, we wouldn't, I learned. yeah we wouldn't call it English tea, though. We in our, No, we would call it Irish. There you in go. My, where I grew up, yeah. <laughs> um, what is your go-to prayer? you know, when you you don't have time to think about it and you you really, it's not appropriate to start trying to formulate something. You just go to what works. You go to the Rosary, you go to the Our Father, you go to the Hail Mary. Um, I think it's great for us to realize that. Sometimes we think we we should flourish with these wonderful, uh, loquacious uh, prayers, right? But the reality is a lot of times you just find yourself in need and you go right to the Lord with those tried and true prayers.
1: I meant to that. Yeah. Um, which saint would you like to have a drink with?
0: That's a good question. I just got assigned to St. Gregory Parish. I've been studying him for about six months since getting assigned there, uh, and I would love to have a drink with him. I don't know what he his preferred drink would be, but I'll I drink whatever it is. I'd probably even drink coffee with him. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, Okay,
1: last one: Does pineapple belong on pizza?
0: Absolutely not. Has no business. It has no business on pizza. Pizza is, uh, and all good pizza is closely linked to a place called Italy, and uh, they know better over there. They don't put pineapple on pizza over there. So you got to learn from the Italians. There you go. go. It's, yeah, it's I mean, wait, do, let me be. ask you this: Does does pineapple belong in tacos? It depends on the tacos de tacos pastor. Ta- tacos al pastor, pastor
1: yes. has pineapple. Well, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, yeah.
0: tacos does, al pastor is, is like the a one. nice kick. Mm-hmm. Now, does you're it belong saying, in chilaquiles?
1: No, definitely not. It doesn't. No, I will like, so. I'll do you one better. Mango does not belong in salsa. Please stop making mango salsa.
0: <laughs> oh, is that is that right?
1: See I this that is my pet peeve with Mexican food and like people making mango salsa, <laughs> stop it! Everybody just, listening, please stop yeah, making th- and consuming mango salsa. Like I have like a personal mission to end
0: <laughs> the production and consumption <laughs> it's aber- of mango aberration. Salsa. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean
2: that's you see, I even get more passionate about that one. Yeah, no, <laughs> your your salsas has to be like your typical cilantro. Tomatoes. Onion, tomato, tomato jalapeno, that's it. Salt and lime, that's it. That's a nice salsa. Or like, if you're going like roasted, mm-hmm. can't go wrong with roasted tomatoes, roasted chilies, and some onion and garlic. I mean, garlic, yeah, yeah, garlic. Don't, of course, don't, don't say maybe. It's garlic, of course. Yeah, like, but no mango. No, no mango. no mango. No mango.
1: Don't put mangoes on your salsa, people. Man.
0: Okay, okay. I, this is this is. I feel uh, chastened. I to. I need to go to confession. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put that on the It's That's <laughs> That's awesome. awesome.
1: So we'll we'll give you a pass. It's fine. Um, <laughs> um all right, Father, for those that don't know you,
0: can you give us a thirty second bio of who Father Paul Sullivan is? Elevator sure. speech. Sure, sure. I'm a I'm a happy priest of the Diocese of Phoenix, been so for fifteen years. I didn't grow up here in Phoenix like most Phoenicians. I grew up in a place called New York. Where I lived for the first what is the first half of my life, came out here after a couple years or after a year of uh, working in the finance world, came out here, worked for a couple more years, and the Lord, the Lord put on my heart to serve Him in this way, and I've been blessed to do so ever since. I come from a big family, and uh, we're pretty tight. That's so pretty awesome. Beautiful, nice. So
1: you came to Phoenix first to work in in your what what you went for college for, yeah, I was a,
0: I was a CPA. I had two brothers out here and okay. I transferred, worked for a firm for a couple of years and I came just for like a year or so. And that was 22 years ago. Wow. Oh. Nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've been in the Valley for 10 years now. So the another thing that I came for work as well and then
0: met my wife. And here we are. There you are. 10 years later. <laughs> we is- came for work. We found a vocation. Exactly.
1: exactly. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have that in common. And um, one of the the things that one of the my, like my father Paul Sullivan story. Uh, every time Uh-oh. that I have the opportunity to tell it, It's no, it's a good one. Um, okay. In 2012, I was um, helping with the uh, uh, call retreats, the Catholic Academy for Life Leadership. Uh, yeah, excellent and program.
0: I, I remember I was there with Mango Salsa. Is that is that the part? it's full circle right here
1: that was that's kind of blurry i don't know if there was mango (laughs) salsa like i probably didn't put it on my plate um i looked at it with disdain probably we'll get to um... talking about
0: desolation later (laughs) spiritual desolation i
1: know but um I, uh, I don't know if like the teens were on break or something, but you were listening to confessions and I went to confession with you for the first time and, and I got like, a uh, an impromptu spiritual direction session. And, and that was kind of like my first introduction to, um, discernment of spirits and the Ignatian spirituality. Um, so after that, I was like, huh, this is pretty cool. When you were talking about like all the movements of the spirits and all that, like, I'm gonna look into this. Um, And then um i think around the same time i was um going to the first fridays at the diocesan center and you did a series happy memories
0: those were good
1: yeah that was a good time um you know all the craziness that was happening in downtown phoenix it was nice to go to see uh, spend time with our lord uh, at the chapel and have some fellowship and learn Mm -hmm. a little bit uh, more about ignatian spirituality my, I guess my question would be, like, how did you first get exposed to uh, Ignatian spirituality?
0: Well, I, I, I was in seminary for me. In fact, when I, look, when I think back, my first retreat, even before I went to seminary, was an Ignatian retreat. Um, if you think about all the saints and their different charisms, you have them. You have some saints that were just so good with um, proclaiming the, the truth of Jesus Christ, like John Chrysostom's. And you have some that were so good with youth like john bosco's but um the one with the, the gift um, for helping others understand the movements of the lord within them which would be saint ignatius of loyola and so as you learn the traditions and things like that in and, and seminary i was able to um, experience uh, his life i remember reading the story of his life and his attentiveness to that but then um, a, priest by the name of Father Timothy Gallagher has, over the last 15, 20 years, dedicated himself to really sharing and unpacking what's called the discernment of spirits for so many of us who needed unpacked for us. So mm-hmm. once I experienced that, it helped me to understand some of the things that were going on within me and helped me as a priest to, to minister to others and help mm-hmm. them understand what's going on in them. So it's a beautiful, beautiful way to be attentive to the interior life and to respond appropriately to what we come to know is from the lord
1: Mm -hmm. yeah that is beautiful and i'm so glad that you brought up already father timothy gallagher which he's not a jesuit he's uh he's with the oblets of the virgin mary if i remember correctly
0: yeah and they're very they're very much tied uh, to the spirituality of saint ignatius i believe they may have been founded during the time of the suppression of the jesuits
1: uh, okay yeah, i haven't yeah, looked into the story that, of, that part the of the order. history yeah. gotcha um yeah because um well you know it nowadays there's um some Jesuits that might have a bad rep in the catholic world because of their how unorthodox or uh, scandalous in a way that they, they might be but how, how do we separate like the good which is the spiritual exercises from the society of jesus
0: i think it's the same thing with uh separating christ from each one of us right mm-hmm. um we it, we can um fail in following the lord uh just like any of us can fail in following the the founders or the great saints so it's kind of like um, Saint Ignat- or um, Saint John Vianney, and any mm-hmm. of us um, priests that are just, a, you know, just such a, a so poor in comparison. So, um, like Saint John Vianney, when I work with guys that are discerning, I say discern um, the ideals that may be, hopefully, are beyond the, what you see in in the human frailty of those Mm -hmm. you see, like St. Paul says, we hold these treasures in earthen vessels, which is the fragility of us. So we receive from Ignatius these ideals and that's what we are attentive to. And it's very, very important. Um, Because otherwise we'll just be in despair when we see our failings as we try to um, follow the example of the saints. Mm
1: -hmm. Amen to that. I feel like I get, A good reminder of that every day, <laughs> at least. Yeah, um, much, yeah. So this, this, I want to share something that I I jotted down this morning when I was uh, doing my the the re- reading the the readings of the day from First Corinthians twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, Strive eagerly for the greatest spiritual gifts. I was really focusing on that line. It's like, and then I had to like google the meaning of strive and then eagerly so i came up with make great efforts with a strong desire for the greatest spiritual gifts and as soon as i was making that my prayer a lot of things happened during my day that made it very complicated for me to make great efforts to try to strive for the the greatest uh, spiritual gifts i was like moody all day and something happened at home. And then uh, I had something happen to one of my, my teeth, that I need to go to the dentist. Now, there's all these things like all of those things that happened during the day, we're probably going to talk about like all of those moments in, in the soul, but it, it, it was a good reminder. I'm like, okay, this is happening for a very specific reason, because we're going to talk about it in the podcast <laughs> tonight. Um, but for, for, for people that haven't heard about the sermon of spirits in, in a
0: nutshell, how would you describe it? Father? It's guidance from a saint uh, to something that's probably in all, in all of us, no matter what we, we notice in the interior, the positive, the negative, the encouragement, the dis, the encouraging the discouraging we just notice and when we we choose the good we do the good or, or for example you you two can probably think about the times when you discerned a call to married life and, and there was some clarity there there was also inspirations there there was encouragement there I mm-hmm. just want to notice and say hmm there's something to that ultimately discernment of spirits leads us to be able to say hmm this is the Lord, or maybe just as importantly to say, hm, this is not the Lord. Mm. Um, I know that voice. That's that's not how the Lord is. And it's like recognizing a good friend's voice. Do You, you, you guys, um, perhaps like me, you can think of the voice of your mother or your father.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they might say your name in a perfect, in a particular way. And the way they say it, because you're so, you know them, you're so close to them, you know exactly whether you're in trouble or not. (laughs) Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Over time, we should come to have a sense of what's of the Lord and what's not. So I just by the interior promptings. Hmm. So, um, for example, many of us know. Uh, in our own failings and weaknesses we know shame guilt despair okay we can say "Hmm, who never speaks that way the lord right Right. Mm -hmm. it's it's never his that's not his way um so we have to just be we have to learn now that there could be false uh positive or consolation things like that we have to discern that too but what maybe the first step in the in the rules of discernment in, in following the guidance of st nations is to eliminate what we know is not the lord again that okay. that negative shame guilt despair um, discouragement comparison all the, the ways that that we can be um, led down a dark path okay Got spiritually it. speaking
1: mm-hmm. so step one would be no Kind of like the language that the Lord uses to to inspire um, our inspire ours inspire us in in what we are uh, experiencing, right? Because it's 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 a it's almost like a, a disposition.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, every every moment that it, that we are experiencing, um, every decision that we need to decide whether, how to react to things. Um, I, I feel like lately I have been trying to discern, um, how, how can I find more joy in my vocation? Right. because mm-hmm. um, sometimes it can be challenging, um, especially with little children when all of them are tired and it's very close to bedtime and they all need something. Yep and you can you need to prioritize who you give your attention to it can be a little bit overwhelming like okay I know that um these thoughts of I'm not a, a, a the father that I that I should be it's it's not of the Lord because he called me to be mm-hmm. the father of these children and I'm, I'm just going to do the best that I can with this, and and move on, and call it good, and try try again the next day. So, um, I I think that that is. Um, would you say that that, that is a, a a practice that that we need to like just every day um, try to have this disposition, practice a disposition to analyze what's happening. Because sometimes yeah, and we I, don't. And
0: I would say I wouldn't even use the word analyze. I would just say notice. You're just noticing. Um, for example, you had said, you know, I got up, I prayed this, the scripture spoke to me this, and then this, 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 this happened. So you're already noticing. And that's what the prayer life does for us. It just helps us to notice. You start going to church and you start praying. I confess to almighty God and you, my brothers and sisters, if you're doing that on a regular basis, you're going to start to make a connection between those words and what you're noticing in life so i think it's it's kind of already happening so the first step might just be to a, a kind of an awareness
2: do do you think it matters what type of information you're consuming in in terms of like obviously we're bombarded on a daily basis with media, right, social media, television, news, anything, our phones beeping every five seconds, notifications. So is there, would you consider some of that stuff static in terms of like knowing how to determine which voice, you know, what, what emotion, what indicator and desires and
0: feelings and repulsions?
2: Yeah, like, I, think,
0: I think we can I think we'd say in a general sense that an overwhelming amount of of, ind, of input right coming at mm-hmm. us it just makes it hard to listen um, hard to be attentive and hard to be available mm-hmm. so the first thing we, we could do is notice what it does for us so everyone knows this kind of be addicting to whatever call it, say, TikTok, tock, right? So say someone just spends an hour, two hours uh, on TikTok. tock.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to say, all right, notice before, during, and after. Where did it leave you? Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> and, and just, I think you'll start to notice, yeah, it didn't fulfill me. Even though I chased the carrot for a, a while, right? I chased yeah. it, I chased it, and afterwards it didn't fulfill me. I've been noticing with people, and it comes up a lot when they're coming to church, they'll notice that beforehand they're like, I don't know, and there's a resistance, a kind of a spiritual resistance. And then they'll go, whether it's going to going to mass, going to adoration, taking time for prayer, a retreat, mm-hmm. something like that. And you say, Okay. And if, if you pushed through, would you notice? And then how, how were you when you were walking out of church? I just asked a couple the other day. I was doing a little marriage prep, and they're starting to come to church. She's from a more practicing family, and they're, they go to church. And I just asked them, like, would you notice anything? And she just enunciated it, and he affirmed it. He said, yeah, that's true. We feel more connected afterwards as mm-hmm. we leave. And you're like, there you go. Notice, mm-hmm. nice. Is that the same thing that happens when you jump onto Netflix or TikTok? Is the same. How are you? How do you enter? What are you longing for? And how do you finish? Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that
1: th- that awareness is because is is step one. Because sometimes we just like let ourselves be moved in the direction that, yep. uh, that, you know, someone is going it, some, something or someone is going to form us or deform us, uh, borrowing words from Jackie Mulligan from reform wellness. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, we need to choose what, is, what that is going to be. I, I think that Ignatius mentions either, um, it's 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 we are in a spiritual battle right like the enemy is going to try to 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 buy to to this harden mm-hmm. and then the good spirit it, it's going to ease all of our obstacles as we um, choose good
0: as we choose um, good
1: that's a very good di- distinction <laughs> As we choose good as
0: as for robbing banks no no don't listen <laughs> he will he will awaken our conscience
1: yeah, I like that that idea of like the, the bite of the consciousness. Mm-hmm. That is like the good spirit, like bringing us back, like someone that is walk, uh, walking away from God. There's like this bite of the consciousness, like uh, maybe I should. Like for me, is very noticeable. And it's like, oh, I really need to go to confession. Like I'm losing yeah. my temper faster. Or, exactly. Um, I'm, I'm like bickering more. All of those things that, that I notice. I'm like, I'm not the person that I want to be. Mm-hmm. I need to go back, uh, and ask for forgiveness and start over. Mm-hmm. Um, um, can can we talk a little bit about the uh, the concept of um, consolation and desolation? Because I think it it gets thrown around quite a bit, but I think that it, it would be good to hear from you,
0: like what what they mean. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sure. I, to put it most simply, I would just say, uh, consolation are those uh, spiritual mountaintops, and desolation are the spiritual dark valleys. In the dark valley, you can't see very far. You are disoriented. You're not sure what you kind of. The the primary movements are discouragement, uh, confusion, uh, maybe, temptation to give up. Right. Hmm. If you ever climbed a mountain, there's something so beautiful you can see. You have direction, and there, there's something. Beautiful, inspiring about it. We have spiritual mountaintops, right? Where Mm. there's an increase, as Ignatius says, in faith, right? A sense of God, hope, I'm going to be okay, and love. It's easier to to choose good, right? Mm. Um, So that's important. You want to notice that. And Ignatius would say, you make decisions basically on mountaintops. In the valley, you plug through. Because in the valley, the primary voice that we're, we're the interior movement is darkness, despair, discouragement, who never speaks that way. Mm-hmm. The Lord just doesn't, he, right. you know, may say, he may allow a time of permitting it, but we're never given to that voice because it'll always lead us to discouragement. Right. Mm-hmm. You guys are married, right? Do you remember the inspirations to get married, to be a faithful husband and father? Right. Yeah. That's not uh, that's not the operative voice 24-7, I'm guessing, right? <laughs> so the reality is there, there'll be times when you're discouraged and even the temptation to, to back away or to walk away, right? To know the difference, right, mm-hmm. is so important. It saves us from so much trouble. So uh, basically the rule of thumb is in desolation, never make a change because mm. it's never the Lord's voice yeah okay. I I remember
1: uh, um an anecdote from um Saint Ignatius that he was praying like kind of being for for some decision big decision that he had and mm-hmm. that he was feeling like this desolation um thinking that there's no being of masses that he was saying was not enough for him to make like the appropriate decision um, but throughout the day he had this consolation that came afterwards saying like no i need to trust in the lord that i am finishing this novena of masses and then i'm gonna have my clarity of what i need to do uh, with this decision that i have and um i i some i uh, identify with that because like today, <laughs> this morning, I was like, I'm going to choose to do this, but then all of mm-hmm. these things happens as obstacles. Um, then I was like, well, um, why, why are all of these things, uh, I guess, uh, what is God uh, wanting me to, to, to see or to experience in the situations? that are kind of preventing me from like or they are like an opportunity to do what i wanted to do in in prayer which is like that's striving right and -hmm. i was like oh this is too hard maybe not right now (laughs) um so that's probably more showing on like a, a lack of like effort on my side or or whatever else happened today but i was just um it's interesting when you're like, like when you pray the litany of humility, immediately you get opportunities
0: to like, be humbled. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: It's my personal
0: experience. But the two, the two movements in Ignatius in that experience, one was, no, this is okay. God will take care. So an an affirming movement. And the other was, you're not doing enough. Your masses Mm -hmm. aren't enough. So does that sound familiar? We, we hear that from time to time. Oh, I've got to work more. And it moves us it's always a, it's kind of a temptation of self-reliance, whereas the Lord mm-hmm. is saying, oh, "I got you." Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, and I think that um, I mean, going. I'm trying to to remember what is the the other the, the like the second half of the of the rules. Um, prayer is like very important in in this whole uh, uh, yeah, discernment
0: if you're not praying and you're not in, in a state of grace, these rules don't make sense. Mm-hmm. So this That's is for those account. as Ignatius says, these are for those going from good to better mm-hmm. and you're seeking mm-hmm. to grow. So, uh, if we're praying on a regular basis, these rules are gonna make great sense if you're Doing any adoration. These rules will make great sense. If you're staying in the graces of the sacraments, you'll, you'll be deeply, um, aided really, um, Because ultimately, the whole whole point of it isn't just to kind of analyze ourselves and figure things out. It's actually to notice and to walk in relationship with the Lord and follow his promptings. He's always inviting us to himself in one way or the other. Mm -hmm.
1: Got it, got it. Um, Gustavo, I've been hugging the questions you have any comments so far
0: <laughs> no
2: I, th- I think I'm mostly taking everything in you know because there is uh, I guess we all go through those valleys you know mm-hmm. and and it's easy to when you're in the valley to dig down instead of climb up yep um, and and when you were talking about the couple coming out of mass and, and feeling different that is that is in, in my case, evident when i come out of mass when i come out of adoration it is night and day you know I'm two different people yeah and like the the little prayer that i do right before we leave mass is for for the lord to stay with me you know mm-hmm. as uh, as long as possible until I get to receive him again um but I guess that's the lord is always there it's like it's us that we're finding ways, you know, of, of, of not climbing the mountain, but we keep stumbling into, into the, into the Valley, but it's, so it's, it's kind of like doing, um, maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but a constant examine during the day, right? You have to be aware and you have to be, uh, acknowledging the actions that you're taking good, bad, good, bad, and evaluating them. So I do that mostly at night when I do the examine, Mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't have a, um, I don't do it during the day that much. You know, I lose my temper. I find out when I did something wrong and I yelled at my kids or, you know, snapped at my wife or whatever, or did a something at work that I was like, I shouldn't have acted that way. But it's, it's, it's kind of hard to recap the whole day. Sometimes at night, you know, you pick Mm -hmm. up on the the key ones that, that are very palpable, but how do you get, get, keep that inventory during the day? I mean, how, how do you train yourself to just be putting them in buckets? Do you write it down? Do you, do you start like a little journal? Would that help in
0: keeping memory of all these things? You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel any pressure to have to, Mm -hmm. take on any kind of task for some, some may be, some people may like that. I would say only if it was free for you, like what helps you most? Mm -hmm. Again, you're just noticing. And even what you just said, just what you said, when I come out of mass, that's evident. And I would want, I would want to say, okay, pause. In those moments, what are you most, what are you most inspired to do? And I would say, whatever that is, just stay with it. Mm-hmm. And the other stuff comes, you just let it go. You got know? it. The temptation that the rules can bring is a kind of an analysis where something's happening to me. Let's just go to the the, the example of leaving mess Something's happening to me. I'm noticing it. And somehow I've got to understand this, unpack this, almost control it. So that I can do the Lord's will. Rather, would you? The best thing would be to just to notice it and start thanking the Lord for it, mm-hmm. and being. Because again, what's the end of our whole spiritual life? It's not correctness, as much as we want to be correct. And we want to do the Lord's will. The, the end of our whole spiritual life is union with God. Right? And think about that in terms of, say. The moral life. Think about it in terms of liturgy. We got so many opinions in the world. I right? would and we say, Well, what's the point, folks? It's not yeah. merely it to be correct. It's we're we're we to be drawn into so that so for example, the rules of discernment, I live, my interior life is just lived with the Lord. And then I die and it just continues to eternity. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what we're made for. <clears throat> yeah, and it's especially better than Holiness is better than rightness. As good Holiness as rightness is better
1: than rightness. That's a T-shirt right there. Yes, <laughs> we're making a good collection of T-shirts. Um, <laughs> Holiness is better than rightness. Yeah, I think especially, um, I mean, this I'm talking about from personal experience as fathers and husbands. Mm-hmm. I think that is very important as leaders, uh, spiritual leaders of family to to strive for that. Um because it's, it's not worth it for for me to be uh, dismiss dismissive of my children because it's my time of prayer. So instead mm-hmm. of that, I'm going to make my taking care of my children at 5 a.m. in the morning when they wake up, my prayer, you know, well, at least that's how I see it at, at times. Yeah. Um, it's like, OK, this is an opportunity to serve. I'm not like a, a, a ray of sunshine most mornings before coffee but you know <laughs> i I'm, I'm i'm trying I'm trying um so the thing with i guess like the question that i had with with desolation for example we know that we can get through it by uh, prayer um penance uh in and in, in knowing that it, it will it will pass it's, you can you get like these extreme cases like mother Teresa right mm-hmm. she kept doing. Um, she didn't make any changes to her commitments that she she said that she was going to do. Um, like, what would be the main reason that that God allows people
0: to go through desolation? Well, before I get to that, let me just because this goes back to what Gustavo said, like, when we're in desolation, we were tempted to just stay down there, right? But I would say this, just step back and think about the holiest people you know. you know you, just the most steadfast, just faithful salt of the earth people, right? My guess is that they've probably been through desolations. and they don't and they don't, they probably don't panic <laughs> at the sight of, of ups and downs in life, right? Um, there's something stabilizing in them. So why would God permit that? I think to make us some of those stable rocks. So think about it, when you're say 20 years from now, your kids are grown up. And maybe they're starting their families or something like that. And they come over to see you and they maybe they're past the stage where you know nothing and they know everything, right? And that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Get ready for it. <laughs> Thanks. But they're going to they're going to they're going to want wisdom from the stable, the stable man who stayed with the Lord and it's just going to come, it's going to be there, you know? Um, so the Lord permits us to go through the ups and downs, mindful that they, those ups and downs are what kind of help us to be stable and strong. So I often think, um, the Lord can be like a good, say, soccer coach, Mm -hmm. the best player on the team. He might work harder. He might work that kid harder. Because of the potential. Lord, why were you so mean to Mother Teresa for 50 years? The potential, the greatness of her light, uh, of her holiness, right? So the Lord would, um, could allow that for us to come to know a strength and stability that we wouldn't know otherwise. Of course he knows it. He's all, he's omnipotent, right? Mm -hmm. All knowing, Um, The Lord could allow it so that we know that we're not in charge. We don't make consolation against the vending machine. God is not a vending mm. machine. Uh, prayer is not a vending machine. We don't just put in your, your dollar and you get your Twix bars of consolation. Right. In, in like <laughs> the, the snack machine. Right. And then the, the, the third one is just to say that, um, it's, it's not up to us. Hmm. It's just, it's, it's his, everything he gives us is, is a gift. And so like Job, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yeah. That's the tricky
2: part, right? And we've talked to other people and I think I've made this comment more than two or three times that the letting go part is the part that I struggle with sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I have to remind myself, give it give it to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm I'm that personality that I need to fix it myself, mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes, and to the point where I think the Lord allows me to go to the point of like, okay, you're about to bang your head against the wall here.
0: What's next? <laughs> What's
2: next? You know what else is there? And it's the Lord, you know. And and sometimes it comes in it comes in the form of my wife, or it comes in the form of my children, you know, asking me. It's like, mm-hmm. are you okay? It's like. Cause they see my face. I might be frustrated or I might be like, not in the best mood, not in the best disposition. And those moments are, are awake that they awaken me. Right. But I find myself falling more into the, the pit when yes, when I am away from adoration, when I am away from confession. Um, so it's, it is it is the letting go part that I I I still find myself needing to work on. Mm-hmm. You know. And knowing that he's going to catch me every time no matter what. That yeah, I just need Saint to Anish trust.
0: Yeah, calls it yeah, Saint calls it indifference. Like I'm indifferent. Mm-hmm. Like it would be like you guys saying you know you get you get married and say okay well I'm Maybe we'll have the cross of, of no kids. Maybe we'll have a bunch of kids. Maybe we'll have just what I, I would, I would prefer. Maybe we'll have something beyond that or whatever. Um, but the, the Lord, he's working things out beyond what I, what I would like. So, so, so much of our frustration is that we don't have what we desire. Mm -hmm. We have what the Lord has put, presented in our life and we're tempted to control, um, and there's a certain docility to the realities of our life um that, that we have in front of us right yeah. even even yeah, even say um yeah just our own health things like that right mm-hmm. i spoke to someone today who's going for who just went for a biopsy and they're waiting for the news about cancer and it's like wow we just don't have control over that you know all right lord this is going to, I didn't, I didn't plan on this. I don't want this, but apparently since it's happening, it's part of the path. My path to holiness, my path to you apparently has this. So you guys had your kids, you know, is it a boy? Is it a girl? Well, it's a, it's a boy. And you know, okay, this is Lord. This is obviously part of my path to holiness to you. Right. You know, is it a, is it a, uh, an extrovert or an introvert—is it a whatever kind of different personalities you have, right? And that's why, like again, you were mentioning earlier, and kind of applying it—you know, your your wife and your kids, um, your your discernment of spirits includes. Lord, teach me how to see my wife as you see her. Teach me how to see my well-behaved child and my rambunctious child, or whichever, whatever you whatever mix you have. Lord, ha- help me to see them as you see them. And then instruct me, lead me by the inspirations we talked about, right? Not the desolations, the discouragements. Be attentive to that um, because often they're going directly opposed to God's will. Uh, lead me in the ways where I could be father or be, first of all, be husband and or be father to each one of them as you have made them, and you've made me, and you've stuck us together, right? So the discernment is so essential, I, I believe, in, in family life.
1: No, I love that. I, I think that's... Um, I'm going to apply that. I'm going to steal it. It's, uh, because I think that it, 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 it at least in my personal experience, it comes down to like um, a battle against what I want to do right now, and I, I think I'm starting to um, notice more that uh, if I want to be on my phone and I want to give the priority to other people that are not in the room that is when the it it becomes like a like a problem some now i'm like okay well i'm just going to leave my phone in a uh, in a different room or leave my phone at home altogether when i'm out or something like that so that i can be present to my kids to my Mm -hmm. wife um or to whoever i am interacting with um little things like that um um, what's the other thing that I, um, I I was when we were talking about uh, these movements of consolation in in in, in desolation? That part, Father, that you said that we don't make consolation. I mm-hmm. think that is gold right there <laughs> because I, I honestly I thought that I'm like okay if I pray this way or if I do this thing, I'm gonna get consolation from the Lord, and that mm-hmm. is not the right way to think about it it's just it's a gift right it's we don't yep. we don't deserve anything <laughs> um so i think that's that i just wanted to like highlight that specific part yeah mm-hmm. um man humble in consolation trusting in desolation mm-hmm. yep
0: that's
1: right uh, i like it <laughs> and um I think I just have like three more points that I remember from um from the fourteen rules um that maybe we can go through. Um it in the in the last portion of, of of those fourteen rules, um it talks about resisting the enemy's temptation at the very beginning. Um because that's when it's the easiest. Do you have any advice on like how to do I'm really bad at this, by the way. That's why I'm asking for some help and like what is what are like what's the way to like build that muscle of like resisting temptation right at the very beginning
0: Mm -hmm. well you asked in the beginning what what's your go-to prayer right yes like that's we notice ah i don't have time to think or whatever i'm just i need to go i know one spiritual director recommends just like actually holding the crucifix Mm -hmm. you're just just noticing you know, or just, just just, not being alone. That's probably the best mm-hmm. advice, is to be with the Lord. So uh, temptation comes, we're tempted to, oh, it's me and the temptation. No, it's not. It's you and the Lord, first and foremost. And the temptation might happen to be there, but it's you and the Lord. And so you're, you're relating to the Lord, you're speaking to the Lord, you're with the Lord. Um, just and not... Not at all alone.
1: I like that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I thought I had a crucifix on my desk, but I don't. I mean, it's when I grab one now, from now on, <laughs> instead of grabbing yeah. from from my rosary beads in my pocket, something yeah. like that.
2: I yeah. like that. I think that's a good idea to just be to surround yourselves with goodness, right? With truth, goodness, and beauty. Mm-hmm. Um like i see the, the 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 portrait of our lady behind you and i have like
0: yeah the statue
2: is. of jesus right there looking over my mm-hmm. shoulder to make sure that i'm on the straight and narrow when i'm looking at this screen you know when i'm working mm-hmm. so it's it's a it's a good practice to have reminders around the house you know intangibles that allow you to feel that presence not necessarily just like feel it in your heart, you know, which is better, but just to feel it in your skin, like the rosary, like you said, is really, yeah, like really the, good. The sensory reminder, the sensory experience, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to say this is this is my balance right here. Like when a when a kid learns to walk, you know, that they grab the the, the parent's hand to find balance. I, I I think that is a really good. Uh, Tip, you know, for people to just be grounded on that on that tangible object. So, yeah. Um. What
1: um, what would be something that we haven't talked about that you would like the the folks at home to know, Father?
0: Hmm. We covered a, a, a good bunch, a b- good bunch there. Um, I, I suppose I, I just would say that if in any way, um, discernment of spirits becomes any kind of pressure, something that adds pressure to our spiritual lives, to leave it. Hmm. Ignatius does not intend that this become anything uh, pressuring or or anything like that, rather, just simply noticing what helps me to be with the Lord. What helps me to be um, myself, right? We're most ourselves when we're with the Lord. That's probably the best uh, blessing of discernment of spirits. Is it just it helps us be who we're made to be?
2: Mm-hmm. The glory of
0: God is manfully alive, right? As uh, Irenaeus said, so that's that's the truth. So I just I just find that the discernment of spirits have blessed me so much, blessed me as a as a man, as a son of God, as a confessor, as a you know as a preacher, maybe. So that's such a gift.
2: That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, we're, we're very lucky to have you in our diocese father. I think it's, um, your knowledge in, in, in this area and in many others, I've heard you talk several times, uh, at men's conferences and so forth, but, um, you're truly walking the walk and, and we're very lucky to have you as one of our priests here in the diocese of Phoenix.
0: I'm trying. It's uh, it's not, yeah. not perfect by any stretch, but we're uh, we're on the road.
2: And one of the main basketball players on the on the team, if I might say I so was myself, going
0: to say, listen, I've got a you know, a little a little left in the system from the early 1990s. Uh, it's <laughs> it's going to expire soon, but <laughs> but uh, what what little I have, uh, I I still try to give.
2: My Father say- Jordan played well into his 40s. This is
0: true. Mm-hmm. This is true.
1: Would you say that the, the church fathers <laughs> got a boost in their numbers when, uh, father Dan Kennedy Lee got ordained?
0: Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we're just, uh, we're waiting for Gabriel Sabato next year and just try to keep that, that going. It's, um, it's tough. Every year gets older with the gap, the gap between, uh, our age and the, the the seminarians gets bigger i'm uh 27 years older than the youngest guy at the seminary here with me so i'm yeah. just feeling that uh pretty acutely
1: for those that but, don't know that are listening every year there is a basketball game between the seminarians and priests in the diocese of phoenix and it's pretty amusing
2: to watch it's, it's a good time it's pretty awesome yeah it's a good yeah. time it's a really good event, but you know, father, with that age comes wisdom, and and tricks. That's all I'm gonna say. You can you can win with tricks.
0: It uh, <laughs> it it does. But I tell you what, the older you get, the more you forget that your body doesn't do what you think it's gonna do. <laughs> you know, you get like detached from the reality.
2: <laughs> I know. I'm there. I'm currently there. So. Yeah we
1: know we know how it is yeah. uh, that's amazing um well Father uh would you mind giving us and our listeners your your priestly uh blessing to in order sure. to close out
0: this episode sure in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit amen amen dear Lord through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary Saint Ignatius and all the Saints help us to be attentive in the interior to what is of you help us to reject what is not of you to follow your promptings and so find a uh, joy and peace and to be more ourselves in greater union with you. And we make this prayer in the name of Jesus. He is our Lord and Savior. Uh, he lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.
1: Amen. 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 Father Paul Sullivan, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciated. This has been a, a great conversation. Hopefully it's going to help a lot of people to start yeah. discerning
0: spirits I, yep. I i appreciate it great to be with you guys
2: thank awesome. you so much father god bless you
0: yeah see ya
1: for everyone else go to direct at me forward slash barbatos to know more about the podcast and uh we'll see you next week let's casey
2: pray for us pray for us
1: until the next time